What's going on on my podcasters? See Jizzle and the Whizzle bring you another episode for tonight. This is episode two. It is Friday, February 11th, going into February 12th. And, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I know that, um, like I said in my last episode, that I haven't been making very much content here lately, and I had, you know, I told everybody a little while ago, I made a warning that there's going to be a lot of times coming up here, you know, within six months or so, where I'm not going to be able to be making content like I have been every day. You know, basically, I think what I remember saying was, I'm only going to be making two podcasts a week. So this was kind of just like a taste of what it's going to be like whenever I really don't have time to make podcasts. When I'm busy working on the van, and then going to work, and then coming home, and working on the van, and then, you know, going to work, it's going to be a vicious, everyday grind for 15 hours a day. So no, I'm not going to have time to be making podcasts. But, you know, I think I made a podcast yesterday, but like I said, it was shit. But I think before that, it's been it's been about a week since I made a decent one. And so yeah, I mean, I could have maybe made another one and that's about what it's going to be. Coming up soon. Which is another reason why I said I couldn't even get into working out. Because I'm just not going to have time. So there's no point in setting yourself up for failure. And I'm just not going to have the time. Between going to work, sleeping, and working on the van. That's like 21 hours. You know, plus you got to figure in cooking dinner, getting a shower, doing uh, dishes, doing laundry, maybe, maybe relaxing and watching TV for an hour. Mm. But that's a lot of different shit to cram in. So I know to other people, they don't think about that, but I do, so... Not only that, but I'm not used to being up working for 15 hours a day. It's going to take a lot out of me, physically, mentally, all the way around. And i got to sit there and sweat all day, banging a hammer and sawing in a van. And then I have to go and stand there all day and deal with dumbass idiot customers all day. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. And some people are like, well, why can't you add two more hours of bullshit to do into your day? Because it's just impossible. There's only 24 hours in a day. Now, I mean, I'm not saying that I can't work, you know, seven hours a day at my job and seven hours on the van. 
I'm not saying I can't do that. But who wants to do that? Who wants to live miserable like that every day? So, I mean, I'm just doing it because I know I have to. There's no other option. There's no other choice. So, I know that I have to build this van out or else, you know. I have to have somewhere comfortable to call home to put my head. And I'm not going to have to worry about, you know, ever being homeless ever again. I don't have to kill myself by working two jobs and working out and, uh, you know, taking on a, a college class at the same time. I mean, I don't have to kill myself doing all that extra crazy bullshit like everybody thinks I should. Hmm. This weed is really good. I, I know I've said that a few times. It's really smooth. I got some of that um, Sour Purple Kim. Mm. Really light. It almost doesn't even make you want to cough. Anyways... Before I left work to come home, I'm pretty sure I made a new friend. He's been coming up to the gas station as a regular too. He comes and gets shots and beer and whatnot. And I've noticed that he walks up there, so I knew that he lived close. And like I said, he comes up there, but like whenever I was talking to him tonight, he was like, yeah, whenever I come in here, you're usually... Uh, just like, hi, bye, you know, have a good day. And I told him, yeah, that's just me kind of keeping it strictly professional. You know, I've only I've only hung out with one other person that I've met up at this gas station. You know, I'm just... And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not too much of a... Uh, uh, and he was trying to think about it, and I said, a social person? And he's like, yeah, I'm not too social. And I'm like, well, I'm an introvert too. I don't really like people either. So, but he's like, well, what do you do for fun? You know, you play video games? I'm like, yeah. I just haven't been playing them lately for like the past two or three years. Probably a little longer, but. And he was like, well, man, you know, if you want to hang out sometime, you can come right across the street over here and we can drink, smoke, play some video games. So. I told him, well, I'd come over tonight and hang out with you, but he said his kids were asleep, and he's living with his sister right now, so I said, well, maybe another time, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I like meeting new people, he, whenever I was up there talking to him, I have a couple regular customers that come up and said hi, and he's like, see, you know, you meet quite a few people here. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't actually hang out with them, you know. <laughs> I keep it strictly professional. Um, but it's it's cool every once in a while. You do find somebody that's pretty laid back, pretty chill. And um, you kind of relate to them. 
you know, maybe they're into the same shit that you are, or they kind of remind you of, like, a brother figure or something, or, and, um, you don't get too many people that are, that are like that, that are laid back, and that don't cause problems, and that's the thing, if you're about drama and problems, I don't want to be, I don't want to be anywhere near that, so, this dude seems like a pretty nice guy, and he doesn't seem like a dickhead or anything, so I might just go and smoke with him one day, you know, and see how he lives. <laughs> I told him, you know, he asked me how far do I have to ride on my bike, and I told him I gotta ride, you know, um, a little bit further than downtown, which is a pretty good distance. And he was like, whoa, man, that's, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I mean... I do it every day. I've been doing it for like seven years. In the cold, the snow, the rain. And uh, he's like, wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, now I ride a little bit shorter of a distance. I was riding five and a half miles to and five and a half miles home. That was like 11 miles a day. <laughs> and that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot for me, so, and I'm a very avid bicyclist, I mean, I made 30 mile treks a couple times, three mile, three hour long trips, and, um, even doing 11 miles a day is kind of, it gets old really quick, I mean, even if you're doing half of that every day, that's probably about what I do now, but, when it's raining and, you know, you've got 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever, of riding in it, it really sucks sometimes. Sometimes I just drown it out, I listen to my music, just kind of get into the flow of uh, each stroke, you know. And um, I just kind of drown it out and forget about it. It's almost kind of like I'm daydreaming, you know. I remember like half the trip whenever I get home. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But that's what happens when you've been doing it for so long. It just becomes second nature and um, you don't even really think about the cold or the rain or anything anymore. Eventually. I mean, you still do, but you, like I said, you learn to drown it out. So... Sometimes in the summertime or in the spring or whatever, it's nice to get a little bit of rain. Especially when it's on those days where it's toasty and it's nice to get a little rain. And, uh, you know, I've ridden in the, on the ice with my bike before. Um, and in the past seven years, I've only fallen like twice on the ice um, I've ridden in the snow um, I've ridden in the snow all the way up to oh uh, I would say after about like I would say after about like four inches is kind of too much yeah if it hasn't been plowed or anything 
which usually where I live, they've already got the most of the roads plowed and salted, usually. But this last time they couldn't because they couldn't pre-treat it because it had rained right before. Usually they go and they spray the salt on so it doesn't freeze. But since it rained, it would have just washed it all away and been ineffective. So they actually, from what I was told, somebody had come and told me, a regular customer, and said that um, if you go and look at the, the salt supply for the city, it's like all gone. They've used up their whole stockpile. So if it was to snow really bad again, with the same conditions, we'd be fucked. We wouldn't have any, we'd have to borrow some salt from somebody. And good luck with that. I mean, can you think about it? Like, the only place that's big enough for us to borrow salt from is somewhere like Chicago. And we'd have to drive all the way the fuck there with salt trucks and haul it all the way the fuck back. Do you know how expensive that would be? So, yeah, I hope it doesn't snow again for the rest of the season. They, um, they're saying that next week it's going to be in the lower or the upper 40s, lower 50s. And even though it's raining one of those days, I don't care. I'm, I'm ready for it, so. Uh. Hmm. Anywho, I um, ended up falling asleep last night <laughs> and leaving my oven on all day long. And for those of you that don't know, my oven is electric, but whenever I warm up something, in the oven, it's usually like 250 or less. I never crank it up, you know. Nine times out of ten, if I gotta put sandwiches in there to warm it up, it's like 225. And so it sat on for over 12 hours, probably closer to 24 hours almost. I'd say 20. It sat on that whole time. <laughs> And when I looked in the kitchen before I left to go to work, the light that I usually have on over my stove was turned off, so I thought, oh, well, the stove is off too. No, it wasn't. So when I walked in my door from whenever I got home from work, it smelled like a bun bakery was in here. <laughs> like somebody was in here cooking buns and burgers. And then when I got closer to the oven, it smelled kind of like burnt. So I turned the oven off, and I let it cool down. I haven't even went in there to get the sandwiches out of the oven yet. But I have an idea that they're going to be like a brick. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried slow cooking a chicken and Swiss sandwich for 20 hours.
And then I got to thinking to myself, you're lucky this motherfucking place didn't catch on fire. You're lucky that you had it on a low temperature and that, you know, <laughs> could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I've done that one other time. I've done it before. And, uh, I don't generally use my oven a whole lot anyways. Um, here lately I've been getting prepackaged bullshit that doesn't even need to be cooked. Or chips or crackers, whatever, you know, doesn't need to be cooked. Plus I've been eating out a lot. Jimmy John's, Pizza Hut, whatever. And so the fact that I left it on all that time doesn't really bother me because if I don't use it that much for the rest of the month, and I haven't really used it that much at the beginning of the month, then it all evens out, you know. <laughs> Plus, I've been trying to conserve all my other energy and lights by turning those off. I turned my baseboard heaters down a little bit instead of having them all cranked up. Since the temperature was like in the 40s today, I was like, yeah, we'll just turn those off a little. And those, those baseboard heaters use a lot of fucking electric. And there's four of them in this apartment, but I'm only using two, really. And one of them, like, is barely even turned on. So, that saves, like, half the energy right there. The one bedroom, I don't even stay in. So, I keep that one closed off. But, Today is such a long day. <laughs> so long. I thought it was never going to end. And I drank a little bit last night. So, well, I drank a lot. I drank a whole 12 pack. And whenever I woke up the next day, I was all dehydrated. Felt like shit. And it's weird because I kept waking up in the middle of the night, drinking some water. Going back to bed. So I was I was hydrated. But I still felt like shit. I don't know. I didn't have a headache or anything, but I don't know. It's just hard to explain. Anywho. Smoke some more weed. This shit just tastes too good. I'm gonna have to save that. Start smoking my other stuff. Cause that's like gonna be my last re last resort shit. Hmm. So I went out, like I said, bought some more weed. So that way it can hold me over for a while. Um 
That way I don't have to spend any money at a next check on weed. Um, I am getting my hours cut back a little bit from work. From 40 hours to 35. Which generally I was only getting on an average of like 38. So it's really in between that anyways. But, you know, a lot of people, sounds like it doesn't, you know, a lot of people think it's not a big deal to lose five hours a week. And it is. That's 20 hours extra a month. So, I mean, you do the math. <laughs> That's over $200 that you're missing out on. A month. So... I'm going to go in 30 minutes early every day, maybe a little more. And, you know, within that four or five days, I'll get over, you know, two and a half more hours. Which will put me at about almost 38 hours again. So, either way, I'm going to get my money. And I'm going to make my money, and I'm going to spend my money the most efficient, effective way that I can to start this van life. I'm going to try cutting back a little bit on, on groceries instead of buying this expensive bullshit that I've been buying. I'm going to start buying healthier food that's cheaper and maybe trying to cut my grocery bill down a little bit. Stop eating out completely. No more getting pizza for $40, you know, like, that shit's got to stop. The only thing I'm going to still keep buying that I really need that costs a lot is weed. I can go without buying cigarettes. Um... I can go without buying junk food and snacks, but I can't go without buying wheat, so, and I really need to get, like, a couple more pairs of jeans, some more clothes, um, you know, little odds and ends here and there, I need to get some more sponges and shit for my dishes and for my bath sponge, I need to get a new one of those gonna be little things like that along the way that you gotta think about and you know you gotta the thing that I always use and it works every time is I <laughs> this is probably why I spend three hours in Walmart but I always say do you need it and can you go without it for now can you buy it later down the road or do you need it right now that's basically how I've been living. And if I say, yeah, I, I probably need it, then... Yeah, why not buy it? So... It's the same thing with... I buy, sell some blue shampoo, and that shit is not fucking cheap. It's like at least $7-9 at Dollar General. And... So I told myself, you know, do you really want to spend $9 on a bottle of this Selsun Blue? Yes, because I need it. 
so with these shoes that I just bought I think they're like a hundred bucks said so do you really need to spend a hundred dollars on shoes yes I need some new shoes um, you know when I go to the gas station you know on my drunken nights and, and everything in between I go in there hungry as fuck and I'll sit there and I'll pick up bags of beef jerky and look at them and I'm like, do you really need this? No. Not for $16.99 you don't. <clears throat> um, so, uh, I've been doing a lot better with that point of view, with that aspect, I guess, but I need to nip all this eaten out in the butt. That didn't sound right. I need to cut out all this extra eating out. And, um, the good thing, though, that I do have to say about that is at least I'm not eating out at, like, McDonald's and Burger King and shit like that every day. It's usually, I usually stick to a couple restaurants, Jimmy John's and Pizza Hut. Those are the two that I order out from the most. Because it's relatively cheap. I love pizza. I love subs. And they deliver. So. Everybody else. And don't get me wrong. I love a good Whopper from Burger King. But Burger King don't deliver. <laughs> and I'm not going all the way the fuck across town. You know. And they don't serve people on bicycles in a drive-thru. I think that's the most discriminatory thing that I've ever heard. Just because I don't have a car, they're not going to serve me. That's pretty discriminatory. Not that I haven't tried that. In, I mean, it's been a while. But same thing if I like go to Walmart and I don't have a bike lock. And I try and take my bicycle inside with me and walk it around. I've done it like two times. Back in the day, I did it like two times successful without anybody saying shit. I used to do it all the time, actually. I did it at Shop and Save. I do it at Walmart, County Market. And then they started getting... To be assholes about it. They'd follow you around and tell you you gotta leave it outside. Tell them, I don't have a fucking bike lock. What do you want me to do? You know, if it gets stolen, are you gonna pay for it? So, same thing with, um, there was a hardware store here in town where I needed to go buy stamps one day. And they don't have a bicycle rack to lock your bike up at. So I took it inside with me. Went back to the bag, straight back, cut over, went to go buy my stamps, and then the manager's coming and telling me, I can't buy my stamps, I need to take the bike outside. I said, come on, dude, there's not even a fucking bicycle rack out there. That's your guys' problem, not mine. I'm here to buy my fucking stamps, and then I'm going to leave. And it's, you know, I don't know why they make a big deal about it, Honestly, it's just a bicycle. It's not like I'm riding around in the store. It's not like I'm knocking shit over. I don't get it. It's just they hate people with bicycles. 
<laughs> I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I think it's because they're jealous, honestly. You see that nice bright yellow Cannondale? That nice glossy finish on it. Brand new tires. They get fucking jealous. <laughs> it's gotta be what it is. I've even seen people come up to me and say, Hey, that's a nice bike. It's eye-catching, you know what I mean? That bright yellow really uh, sticks out. It's like, like I said, if, if I ever do get hit on that bike by a car, they can't tell the cops that they didn't see me. That motherfucker's painted yellow and has reflectors all over it, so... <laughs> Anywho... There's been a lot of ballsy motherfuckers around lately. And when I say ballsy, I mean they like to talk a lot of shit. They like to puff out their chest. Who knows if they have a gun on them. People have been getting in fights lately over the stupidest shit. And so I decided to get some pepper spray. Because they were selling it at my job. They didn't have it out on the floor for people to buy, but I think it was like 10 bucks. And I'm like, I can't wait to use this on somebody. I can't wait for the first motherfucker that comes along to where I have to use this. You know, I want somebody to try and square up to me so I can just spray him in the face. So... And a lot of people are like, well, that's that's a pussy move, or, oh, you, that's not right, or, well, when you got somebody that's 350 pounds, 7 foot 2, and you're 150 pounds, and you're 6 foot, that's a big difference. You know, that's not a fair fight, so. And then they like to get, sometimes they like to get their friends to jump in. So. I said, well, looking back at it, I should have got some bear maze. Because it's about the same price. Maybe a little more online. But you get a bigger can, and it actually sprays out like a fog instead of a stream. So, you can definitely handle two people with a can of bear maze. Anywho, walking around on these streets nowadays, you need something. You need some kind of deterrent. I mean, these people just keep getting more bold and ballsy and crazy. And, and uh, like I said, if it's two or three on one, you better have something. Or else you're going to end up in an intensive care unit with no insurance. You're going to be screwed. <clears throat> and somebody like me, a lone wolf nowadays in today's society, I need to make sure that I'm protected. Now, if we're just squaring up and it's one-on-one, I'm going to win. But like I said, when you add other factors into it, uh, 
maybe he pulls out a gun on you or whatnot. And I'm not telling anybody, I'm not uh, telling anybody they should or shouldn't be doing anything. I'm not justifying using pepper spray on people that don't need it. But if you're trying to defend yourself, I mean, shit. Yeah, if you get pissed off at somebody, just don't go pepper spray them just because they pissed you off. You gotta have a reason. You gotta feel like you're threatened. I mean, it's a weapon. It's just like using a gun. So you can you can do some serious jail time. Um, you know, it's assault with a deadly weapon. So a lot of people think, oh, well, if I don't shoot them, then I'm not going to get in trouble. No, you can get in trouble with using a weapon on somebody. So, and nowadays, they'd probably consider a pencil a weapon. I mean, so, it is what it is, but like I said, there's some crazy people in a crazy world right now to be walking around on these streets Especially in a lot of these other cities. I mean, even here it's crazy, but I'm sure Baltimore is like fucking on 10 right now. Baltimore, Los Angeles, even Philadelphia, uh, Chicago. Those are all terrible places to live right now. <laughs> it's crazy because a lot of people wanted to live there to live the city life and be in a big metropolitan area and now it's kind of uh, where you don't want to be is in the war zone <laughs> I mean I think they said carjackings went up like 200% or more it's probably more than that Hmm. Anywho. I can't, um, go into too much details. Long story short. But there's this girl that I've been talking to, and me and her get along very well. And we have for a little while now. And she's got a boyfriend and he isn't he isn't uh putting out like he isn't giving her what she needs she's been like throwing it at him she's been trying to have sex with him and he just keeps denying her and from people that I talk to well I'm not going to say from people that I talk to because I've only talked to a couple people about it but they asked me well is he cheating on her I'm like I don't know I don't fucking care, you know, like, it's not my life to live, so, um, you know, I'm not gonna get involved in all that shit, even if it was a case, so, I don't know, I don't care, I'm not getting into all that, and, but what I do know is, she wants the D, she's been talking about it, she's seen pictures I've sent her, she sent me pictures, and me and her are just ready to kind of do the thing. 
And I don't feel bad about it. You know, I'm not trying to steal her away from him or marry her or, you know, we're just there to have sex. I mean, we're adults. And I believe you can have that with having no strings attached. Everything's fine. It's just sex and words. That's all it is. And, um... It's been so long at this point since I've had any that I don't really, I don't care anymore, you know. I've, I've had my guard up for a long time and um, just didn't really want to get involved with a female. A lot of times when I do want to just have, be friends with benefits, they want to make it a thing, make it official, and I don't have time for all that. I don't have the effort and energy for that. I don't have the time for it. No. And so what starts off with friends with benefits, usually they want more than that. And so me and her, me and this girl, have an understanding that we're strictly just friends and we're stick strictly just going to have random sex with no strings attached. So... I mean, really, there's nothing wrong with that, being two adults. And like I said, it's it's about all I'm going to say about it. But I've been pretty excited about that. I mean, just having somebody that I can relate to so well and get along with so well. I've never had a female friend before, really. I've had a lot of dudes that I've been friends with. But I've never had a female friend that I got along with so well that's, that she's just like a girl version of me. Pretty much. Me and her connect so well. We listen to the same music. We hate people just as much as the other one. And we never say anything hurtful to each other or talk shit about one another or, you know, we just get along. She gets my humor, I get her humor, we just kind of mesh, you know. And that's all it is. It's just friendship. About being around people that are good people that genuinely care about you and just enjoying the moment really because in two years three years from now who knows if I'm even going to still be here I could be moving to Arizona or Utah or California and that's another thing that I haven't really talked about is where I'm going to end up after van life and I've talked about in the past, uh, Williams, Arizona is a great place, um, very good weather, not too hot in the summer like the rest of Arizona, but it's also not too cold in the winter, and um, I don't know lately, I haven't checked the weather there, but um, but they've, they've, Got some pretty cheap land there in Arizona, too. 
but there's not a lot of, um, in those places, there's not a lot of work opportunities, necessarily. But then you get to looking into other places, like living in California, and they've got high taxes, but it's a beautiful place to live. And there's a lot of shit to do there. So you really have to weigh the pros with the cons on where you're going to actually put your house when you build one. The land's got to be cheap enough for you to buy. It's got to be in an area that's not in the fucking ghetto. You know, where you're going to get broken into and shit. And that's a good thing about living out in the desert. Nobody's going to hike out there 20 miles in the scorching sun to break into a place that they don't even know exists. Now, when you live down the street from somebody on a busy city block, you have more chances of being robbed. I live in an area that's not so great. It's by a pretty nasty area. And I haven't been robbed yet in over a year. So, I mean... I don't know, call me lucky. I mean, the place that I live in does kind of look like a rundown business, but you'd still think that being looking like a business, somebody would come in looking for copper wire or something. Nope. Haven't had any problems yet. I'm kind of waiting for somebody to come break into my house. <laughs> Really. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with getting into fights. I've been waiting for somebody to get into a fight with. And everybody talks and talks and talks and nobody wants to actually fight. I don't know. It's also hard to find sparring partners, too. If you want to get into boxing, you want to get into sparring. Very hard to find sparring partners. It's like everybody's scared to do it. I don't know why. But yeah, even if somebody were to come to me right now and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do some sparring with you, but I only want to do body shots, you know, no face shots. But it seems like every time you talk to somebody about it, they're like, oh yeah, I'll get into it. And they never do. You go and hit them up. They end up ignoring you. And I don't know. It's like they're scared. It's really weird. But I'd like to find one person that would like to get in the boxing ring and do some damn sparring. Hitting the heavy bag, you know. Getting, getting my speed and agility up again. Mainly in my hips. I want to get my work on my hips. And my knees. Um, learning how to twist. And lean into it. Keep myself um, stable. Uh, because my knees and shit are in very bad shape. It's the same thing whenever I get into... Uh, doing leg presses and shit, I need to start out really low, because there's a chance that I could tear something, 
and be out for a very long time and have a medical bill that I can't pay for. So that's why I'm not trying to rush things now and get into working out and then four or five months later I'm going to end up quitting because I don't have the time because I'm working on the van. I want to start something and then not finish it. So that's what I did the last time. I got to working out, building muscle, and then I just gave up. And I don't want to do that. So, you know, there's people that I talk to that aren't going to understand, but it's just my own little decision. Um, yeah, I can start eating better and everything, but I might even start strength training or conditioning here and there, on and off, but it's not going to be an everyday thing. It's going to be here and there. And I realized whenever I was out pushing people out of the snow... There were like three cars that I had to push out in one day. And the next day, whenever I got home, my whole body was sore. My abs were sore, my back, underneath my armpits, my forearms, my biceps, everything was just, even my toes were sore. And I was like, that was a good workout, you know. Pushing the weight of those cars was a good workout. <laughs> You know, but am I going to be out there doing that every day? No. So, I don't have a, I don't have the money to get a gym membership right now. And a lot of the gyms that are around here are way out of the way for people that ride bicycles. They're like on the outskirts of town. So, it's a lot harder to get to the gyms. And I don't have a bank account anyways to get a gym membership. So, that's kind of out of the question right now. I thought about opening up a, an account with a credit union, but that's beside the point. Even then, why would I go and pay for a gym membership if I can have all the things that I need in my van to stay fit? So, I thought about getting a rowing machine that pulls out from underneath my bed that I can use inside the van even on a rainy day and I'm also thinking about incorporating a attachment on the side of the wall where I can screw in to be able to hold a curl bar set where I can do curls preacher curls I think is what I call them I really like doing preacher curls, so very effective. Um, so I want to have a rower thing to do preacher curls. Um, and a bar where I can do tricep dips. Um, and, you know, other little odds and ends inside the van that I can use any day of the week. That I can fold up, stow out of the way. It's going to be compact. It's not going to take up a lot of floor space. 
Um, I really wanted to get one of those water rowers. I don't know if anybody's ever seen those, but that's kind of like a pain in the ass to drain the water out of it all the time and put fresh water in it. And you gotta, you know, God forbid there's a leak or something in it and it gets on your wood floors. So I'm like, eh, I'll just do a, a regular rower. <laughs> well, that's a lot of money. You know, I'm going to have to save up for it later down the road. I mean, I'm not going to get it when I first move into the van. But, um, it's worth it. I mean, with a rower, you use, like, every muscle group. Your legs, your back, your arms, chest, even your butt. Literally, like, everything. It's a good cardio workout, too, so. Um, I can pull my bicycles out from underneath my bed out of the back and go on a bike ride around the park. Good cardio. Not, not very bad on your knees, either. So, that's another thing that people need to worry about is joint tissue damage. When you're running on a treadmill... You're fucking your knees up every single time. When you're getting older, you're you're not getting any, you know, your joints break down more and more every year. So, you can start riding a bicycle, getting on a rowing machine, doing leg presses, shit like that. You know, um, work all the muscle groups. All of them. Same thing with your upper body. Don't just do curls, but do uh, work on your lats. Uh, do military presses behind the back of your head. Turn around, reverse it, and do curls. Um, military press bar. I love military presses because I can use it so many different ways like I said I can turn around and reverse it on the seat and use it as a curl bar and pull it down or I can pull it behind my head and use my back muscles and my shoulders so I like military press bars too but um, that was what I grew up on on my dad's exercise machine so um, but people underestimate even just doing some crunches I mean I know somebody right now he's got a lot of muscle on him right now but he keeps worried about gaining more weight in his midsection well you gotta do more crunches instead of doing 100 do 200 or do what um, whenever I was trying to get in the Navy I had a petty officer tell me to spread it out throughout the day do 100 in the morning, do 100 at lunch, do 100 in the evening before you go to sleep. And you've done 300 push-ups a day, or 300 crunches. You don't have to do them all in one sitting. So, maybe you need to go to the gym in the morning and at night. You know, you work on your arms in the morning, you work on your midsection and legs at nighttime. 
So then you skip a day and you go back and do it again. And you have to make sure that when you're getting done at the gym, that you're nourishing your body and putting more nutrients into it. I mean, I think of it as like a fine science. Your body is literally like a fine-tuned machine. It has to, you're only going to get good out if you put good in. You can't be eating McDonald's sausage, egg, and cheese burritos and eating a whole fucking pizza and wonder why you're putting on weight. It's all processed. Ramen noodles, the most processed thing I've ever seen in my life. And my friend sent me a video with him eating ramen noodles. That's garbage. Not only is it pure carbs, but it's processed. There's nothing healthy about eating ramen noodles. I can tell you that. It's got a lot of sodium in it. There's no nutritional value whatsoever. I mean, yeah, I've eaten ramen. But that's because I'm on hard times right now. I mean, not because I'm trying to be healthy. And, um, you know, eating all that excess carbs with the pizza. Eating excess carbs with eating pita bread and shit like that. Carbs turn to sugars. I don't know if anybody's told anybody that, but... <clears throat> you want to know why you're putting on weight? A lot of people will eat and then they go to bed. You can't do that. You need to be able to eat and then work out afterwards. That's what you need to do. That way you can burn off all that bullshit that you don't need that you just took in at dinner time. And then, right before you go to sleep, you drink a nice little protein shake. I usually mix mine with milk. I know a lot of people don't like milk, but whatever. So I get twice as much protein. I get the protein out of the milk, and I get the protein from the protein powder. So, and I don't do one serving. I do two servings of protein powder. So, it's very healthy for you to take right before you go to sleep, right after a workout. I still would, I would probably stay up an hour and let that digest, hour and a half. But, yeah, that's what I would do. You're going to definitely start seeing more results if you do that. So, um, thinking about maybe making another podcast, maybe one more. Like I said, I usually don't make three a night. It's been a long time, but while I'm on here, while I'm doing it, why not? So, I probably will. More than likely. But yeah, if, if you're going to the gym once a day, every other day, um... I don't know. I mean, because you're going to... There's two different ways you can do it. 
if you go to the gym once a day, every other day, because I, I know people that go to the gym every day, and going to the gym every day doesn't work unless, like I said, one day you work your upper, the next day you work your lower. You can't go to the gym one day and work your upper, and then go to the gym the next day and work your upper. You have to give your body a chance to heal, regenerate more muscle tissue, tear that, regrow more. I mean, so so basically, you can go once a day, every other day, or you can go every day, or you can go two times a day, every other day. So, I mean, it's really, there's three different ways to do it. Really, the way that I would do it is, like I said, I would go in the morning and work out, and then in the evening before I go home and take my shake and go to bed. That last one was probably the best option because, like I said, your body is going to really absorb all those nutrients when it goes to sleep. Whatever it hasn't already absorbed within that hour and a half. And it's a lot more healthier to have a, a little bit more of that protein shake sitting on your stomach than to have a whole bunch of carbs that are going to turn to sugar or have a bunch of junk food that you just ate. Which, like I said, I'm not perfect. I eat, you know, lately I've been eating a whole bunch of junk food. I got Cheetos sitting here by my bed. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've got a bag of Lay's potato chips. And I just bought... I just bought a fucking bowl of uh, ramen noodles. Spicy chicken ramen noodles. You know how much sodium is in that shit? So, I mean, I have, I'm not... I'm not living, you know, pure either. But... I'm also not trying. See, that's the thing. There's a difference. I know that I could eat better, you know, but um, when you live a lifestyle like me and you're busy all the time and shit, sometimes it's just easier to say, well, I'll just eat this. And see, if I had a car, it would be a lot more simpler for me to stop by Burger King, to go to McDonald's. That's why some of my friends that I talk to are having such a hard time. Because they have the convenience to go to whatever restaurant they want any day of the week. I don't. I have a bicycle. Anywho, till the next podcast, keep your head up. See Jizzle on the Whizzle.